Welcome to Yo 11 Minutes. Yo 11 Minutes, mostly Vegas, no BS, casino experience, and more. Michael Traeger is a casino and travel loyalty expert who also helps people turn their travel dreams into reality. And now, Michael Traeger. How's it going, Michael? It's really going well. You know, I'm just trying to catch up on things after Zorkfest, but things are going well. If you hear if you hear any little noises in the background, it's actually not me, but it's my dog, Mr. Leo, who could be found on X at at Mr. Leo Dog, uh, sort of trying to stay right next to me because he's been away from me for a week. So he's pitter-pattering around my <laughs> my desk. It's not me making noise, it's the dog making noise. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag dogs of Twitter. I'm yes, sure. exactly, exactly. He, you know, he missed me, so he just sort of likes to plant himself next to me and stare. <laughs> oh yeah, I totally get it. They get they get that way after a while. All right. Well, I don't know if you've uh, you've seen the remodel at Fremont, but that's the top story for today. And now it's time for the news and views. Fremont Hotel Casino in downtown Las Vegas recently completed the last of its fifty million dollar property remodel. The Boyd Gaming-operated property on the Fremont Street Experience unveiled an updated casino floor with a more open floor plan and higher ceilings, along with a renovated hotel lobby and casino bar, company representatives said this week. The work was a continuation of a previously announced property remodel that debuted in late 2022. Boyd opened a six-stall food hall, the FanDuel Sportsbook, and 10,000 square feet of additional gaming space. The new casino space consisting of about 120 games took over the former buffet section of the property and the food hall was built on a former parking lot on 3rd Street. Boyd also built an entrance and patio along the recently built 3rd Street pedestrian mall. That's it for the news. And now for the views. Michael, what are your thoughts on Fremont's remodel? I love it. And I, I love the idea that that downtown becomes more and more compelling for people to stay at. Actually, like what you would consider what used to be considered strip people, people who would only stay on the Vegas Strip who were tourists are now having more and more options to stay downtown. So I think that's that's really great. And I would say it's probably, you know, especially relatively compelling when there's such bad traffic on the strip for lots of numerous reasons. Hmm. So maybe staying downtown is actually more convenient when the strip is such a mess. I don't think we've heard. Have you heard many people ever say that like staying downtown is more convenient? But actually, right now, that could really actually be the case. Uh what do you think still keeps people away from staying downtown? I think that for a lot of people, downtown sort of has this uh, bad, seedy, underworld reputation. Uh, people don't think it's as uh, glitzy and glamorous on the strip. But I'll tell you one thing. You won't be paying $8 for a bottle of water downtown. Your money goes further downtown. Um, I've had gambling sessions that lasted longer downtown than they do on the strip. And I really like how close all the properties are. Uh, and I've also had uh, some people that I know say that they prefer downtown simply because it's not walking the entire strip, not paying outrageous prices for the simplest of things. So there's all that. I, I think I think people need to give down, uh, downtown more of a chance uh, and you know just go and see it for themselves. Well, you know what's also interesting about that is like perceptions, right? It takes so long for perceptions to change. New York went through that with like the whole Times Square thing. You know, people don't even remember that Times Square was like super seedy forever. Mm -hmm. And I think you go through a little bit of that with downtown. You also go through a little bit of that with the Vegas Strip. 
because certain people still think that like Caesars is like the iconic five-star property where when you talk to most people in the know, they're usually not that sweet on on sending you to Caesars if you want like an elevated five-star experience. Not that there are not bad rooms and Nobu is pretty nice and they just completed a renovation. But that's another, perce- you know, perceptions go both ways, you know, bad perceptions and good perceptions. So that's sort of, that's sort of interesting to me. So it's, it's hey, it's great to see it. It's good stuff that's happening. And, uh, you know, the more good stuff that happens downtown, the better off, you know, the better off we are. Now it's time for the tease. But he had said, when he raised, for those of you that don't know, craps on most Vegas strip casinos, the odds on a craps line bet, not to get too into it, were three, four, five times odd. Odds. Steve Wynn made the decision to take that down to two times odds, which is, a, you know, if you think of triple zero roulette. Steve said, it's time, we haven't in a long time, raise the price of gambling. So that was his idea of going to two times odds, was to increase the house edge on craps. On craps. And he said, he referred to it as raise the, raise the price of gambling. And I think that's unfortunate. Even though that didn't succeed at win, which is great. They're back to three, four, fives, which is Actually, right. I mean, well, isn't that weird? It didn't work with craps, so it worked with blackjack and roulette. roulette right. Strange. Well, it all, it all changed, Joss, once you showed up. They didn't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> We're in a, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be able to gamble at a little bit of a level that puts me in a bubble. So I'm a little bit insulated to some of the changes that have happened in Vegas as far as value for the lower level gambler, lower living gambler. But I used to be. I would go stay at Circus Circus for $25 a night before, you know, before resort fees and things like that. You know, you know, yeah. And not all of us. <laughs> and play two or three dollar craps at Casino Royale. And as someone, I mean, not everybody can, you know, you, you as your income increases over time and your disposable income increases, that's how you get to play at those levels that allow you to play and stay and win and things like that. But there has to be a place, there has to be a way to nurture the the lower level gamblers. And I really hope it's called Vegas World. Yeah. <laughs> that that doesn't that doesn't disappear from Vegas. And I think there still are opportunities for that at Ellis Island, downtown, things like that. But I worry that you're seeing much less of that on the strip. Raising the price of gambling. That was something that Josh uh, Vegas Duffy said. And it really struck me because the whole entire concept of raising the price of gambling was brought up by Steve Wynn, as you just heard in that, in the video from Zorkfest. And, and we think about everything, everything, prices rise on everything. Prices rise on milk, prices rise on coffee, prices rise on hotels. And all of a sudden, you have to think that, yeah, how about the, you know, raising the price of gambling? And, and there, and that's happened, you know, through, through basically through bad odds. You know, that's been a, that's been a really, that's been a really big deal. So when you, when you think about, you know, how you can raise the price of gambling, should they raise the price of gambling? I think you have two major things you're looking at. You're looking at games that are worse, like six, five blackjack in comparison to three, two blackjack, triple zero roulette in comparison to single and double zero roulette lousy video poker tables. So there you have, you know, they've raised the price of gambling because the house has a higher edge. 
And then I guess you other have the other way that you could think about raising the price of gambling is just the table limits, right? Like just the table limits are going up, whereas you used to be able to get a $10, you know, a $10 blackjack game, and now you can only get a $25 blackjack game. So I just wanted to differentiate there a little bit and what, what's obviously worse and what's better. Now, when they change the odds and you only can play 6-5 blackjack, well, there's no going back from there. You know, the odds are the odds. The math of the game is the math of the game. Just like a triple zero roulette game is, you know, much worse than a double zero roulette game. So that there's nothing you can do about that. But when you still have good games, like say you have good video poker, and that goes from a 25 cent denomination to a dollar denomination, or you still keep 3-2 blackjack, and that goes from a $10 denomination to a $25 denomination, that's that's just still keeping, you know, the cost of gambling has gone up in the fact that you need more bankroll <laughs> to be able to play those games. But at least the house edge, you know, is, is if the rules stay the same is, is there. So I'm never really, you know, I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking Steve Wynn was talking about uh, talking about the odds because when that was brought up, that was mostly brought up when when Win dropped their odds at craps to two times. And one of the other interesting things that they mentioned in the video was that's come, that's gone back. Win is back to three, four, five times odds, just like everywhere else on the strip. But those other games that have snuck in, you know, like six five blackjack is ubiquitous. It's everywhere except for you know high limit, pretty much so. And triple zero roulette in the last two years, that's that's really all over the place. So it's sort of interesting. Like, what do you think about like? Has the, does that turn you off? You know, the raising the price of gambling does it impact you or in in the perspective of a low roller, do you just go well? It doesn't matter. It's just the cost of my entertainment. I don't really do table games as much, so I'm not as affected by it. I tend to stick to video poker, and I tend to look for places that have a decent uh, uh, payback uh, or decent odds uh, on the pay tables. Decent pay tables is what I'm trying to say. Uh, So I I don't feel like I'm affected that much. But then again, I don't really gamble as much as I used to. Pretty interesting conversation. And I, I had forgotten that statement when, when Steve Wynn said, we need to raise the price of gambling. So that sort of hit me. And that was my whole, like, you know, that's the whole motivation behind this, <laughs> this little conversation. You know, the thing is, Steve Wynn, I remember when he was, you know, doing whatever, always had no problem, like, putting on a little ad with his smooth voice and, you know, piano music in back of him. Hi. I'm Steve Wynn. Da, da, da. I, I don't remember him announcing so much, Hi, I'm Steve Wynn. We feel you deserve to have very crappy odds. So at Wynn and Encore, you can guarantee you're going to have crappy odds. I also added a zero to roulette. And while well, at it, you know, <laughs> it's just this. And, to- and totally messed up your ADT. Uh, it would have been nice if he just gave, you know, the public a heads up, uh, as opposed to, you know, what was leaked out at a meeting. Uh, but... Well, you know what's also really tough? Casinos love slot players. Love, love, love slot players. And slots is the one thing that is rather opaque as far as what the odds are. Like, you cannot look across a casino floor and say, that machine has a 12% hold. That machine has a 10% hold. That machine has a 6% hold. You don't know. I mean, unless you tested it and a host told you you're Theo. Whereas with video poker, you have a pay table. With blackjack, you have rules. With, you know, a triple zero roulette 
wheel has the odds based on, you know, the extra zero. You know, blackjack six five blackjack has it based on blackjack's paying six to five instead of three to two. So that's so I guess the mo- the funniest thing about all of this is the most important game to the casinos, which they really prefer everyone would just play, which is slots, they actually give you no information on. <laughs> you know, this or they don't tell you the return the return to player. I mean in certain markets like the UK they tell you on machines what the return to player is, but you really have no idea. It's just a best guess, you know. It's just a best guess. Yeah. So that's something interesting. That's something interesting to keep in mind. So I basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is that half the people are in the dark and they're screwed anyway <laughs> because they don't have any idea. I mean, that's uh, so we're really just talking about a small percentage of people who who have any idea. So that's just just something to think about. It's a, it's an interesting conversation point. I'm sure we'll come back to it again. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Luxury travel booking, travels or travel. Visit us at travelsortravel.com to plan your next amazing vacation. And please join the conversation on social media. You can find us easily. All social platforms are at Travelzork. We'll see you next time.